everyone. Thanks for tuning into Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for information about upcoming events in the arts community. Hopefully, this is not the first time you are tuning in and you've caught my other interviews with the interesting artists here in Fort Wayne. But if it is your first time, you can actually go back and check out all of those interviews that you've missed by going to iTunes and searching for Art to Heart. And I would love for you to subscribe so that your phone automatically downloads this podcast and you don't even have to worry about finding it every other week. Today, I have a really fun and exciting artist with me. This young lady's work is vibrant and eye-catching. She has her own gallery in the New City Exchange on West Wayne Street and was named 2015's Wunderkammer Shop People's Choice Award by Wunderkammer Company and Three Rivers Festival. And today's artist is painter Alexandra Hall. Thanks for talking with us today, Alex. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. It's my first radio interview, so awesome. go easy on me. <laughs> no worries. You have a really unique style. How would you describe your work to someone who has not had the opportunity to see it? I think the word that's used most often is whimsical. It's very colorful. I use primary colors. I'm not bashful about my use of color. And it's also strange characters. Everything has a sort of a reality-looking 3D aspect to it. But at the same time, it's very quirky, and you know that it's not actually meant to be real at all. It jumps out at you in a different way than a realism kind of a piece. Right. Are any of your pieces intertwined or related? I have series. So what I do is uh, I started with painting frogs, so I'm sort of known as a frog lady. (laughs) And what I have done is created now a frog series that is the drinking frog series, which is frogs with alcoholic beverages and another series which is more family friendly with frogs on lily pads or holding umbrellas and so each series kind of has its own thing I have a zoo series which is a lot of zoo animals so that's kind of how I started to group them because really I tend to be drawn to the same kind of things Mm -hmm. so and I really once I get into a groove with something I'll continue to paint that thing for a while why frogs So, yeah, people ask that. It is a great story. So I was a bartender and server at Hall's Deck. You may have heard of it down on the river, Mm -hmm. Superior Street. And my clientele, whom I love dearly, would come out all gussied up for the night on Friday or Saturday, and they'd be sitting along the river there drinking their drinks. And eventually, towards the end of the evening, they'd had a few, and they just started to look like these bullfrogs, just these slack-faced, contented-with-life, frogs all dressed up along the river and that's kind of the caricature that I started to draw them as when I did sketches and doodles when I was slow at work and uh, I had a customer that insisted on buying one of my doodles there and from there it just kind of spiraled into sure I could try one on painting I could try one on chalkboard and it became a thing so that's how I inadvertently became the frog lady oh my (laughs) gosh that is a great story (laughs) So have you always been a painter, or what age did you realize your potential and delve into your creative side? Yeah, so I should say, when I was working at the deck, I had graduated from college, and I had come back to kind of figure out if I was going to go on to grad school or not, and I had always decided on doing that year where I would come home and kind of regroup and see where I wanted to go with things. I had a plan, 
Uh, art was not the plan. <laughs> uh, my degree is not in art. I am self-taught. So when I came back, it was more so just a hobby. At that time, I was probably 23, 24, and I had started painting a few years before for fun. And then it kind of became this thing where people were asking for, instead of a wedding gift that was just, you know, money or Bed Bath & Beyond gift certificate, <laughs> it became, could I have a frog painting or... Can, I, can you paint something for my apartment? And when I started to realize that it was just becoming more and more what I was doing with my free time, uh, it made sense to try and get more invested and work on it some more and become better at what I was doing. And, right. and here I am. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty cool story. What materials or tools do you use to create your work? So uh, I'm an acrylic painter. Mostly what I use are basics and master touch paint, which is found at Hobby Lobby or Michaels. Uh. And then I use a, a one-inch brush is my favorite, but I mix up the sizes occasionally. So it's basically a thinning medium that you use with acrylics. It's similar to what water would do if you mix it with water. And then red, blue, yellow, and white paint. Mm. And that's it on canvas. So Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me, I went to one of those painting with a twist mm-hmm. or... They told us that water is your best friend and you can't have enough water. Mm-hmm. It is not true. I <laughs> drowned my painting. I mean, you could almost like poke a hole through the painting. Yes. It was terrible. And I had to start over. <laughs> yes, you it's a learning curve. But yeah, water water can uh, either make the piece look really great, but you have to use it in moderation. <laughs> yes. Well, needless to say, I was terrible and I'm uh, very envious of what you do. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a favorite piece that you've created? So that is actually a very popular question. I like to say typically it's a piece that I most recently have completed because I've put a lot of time into it and it's still fresh and there's a sense of it's finally done. (laughs) But at the same time, there's another side of me that I really like the pieces that sold for a lot of money. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Because you don't want to be the starving artist. Right. So, uh, no, there's, uh, it's really, it's, it's interesting because um, the pieces that I paint for myself that aren't commissioned, that aren't directed, those are probably my more favorite pieces, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to pick. Does demand dictate what you produce or do you usually just paint whatever you'd like? So in the beginning, it was more whatever I wanted to paint. And anymore, it has become commission-based. A lot of my works are commissioned now, which is really good because you know that uh, you're going to make money with your artwork. (laughs) Uh, I just did actually a piece I'd never in my life thought I would paint a race car. But I just did a piece for Elio Castroneda's, who's an indie car driver. And, of course, when his people call me to, to be like, hey, would you? we saw your work at Fort Wayne Airport. We'd like you to do a piece. I, I, I had no idea. Oh, <laughs> no. So I was that, that silly person on the phone that was like, yeah, I've heard of him. But I really <laughs> But I had it. Um, but so nice, so great to work with them. And I got to do a race car for the first time. Right. And I was surprised that so many of the people that follow my artwork really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. So... I, I mean, I can't rule out race cars now. So that yeah. apparently the automotive, because I, I don't know, I, it's it's not something that I automatically thought like, oh, people want a painting of a race car mm-hmm. done by me. But no, so a, it's, a, it's a new thing that I get to start doing. Maybe I'll have a race car series. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that one. And, you know, those indie cars are so cool with the open top mm-hmm. and, you know, not your typical clunky car. Mm-hmm. And you did a great job with no, that thank piece. Thank you. It had a lot of movement. It was, it was fun to do. Yeah. 
So th- you mentioned that you didn't necessarily study art. So it, I guess sometimes you may kind of take a step back and look at where you are today and say, wow, I, you know, I have my own gallery. And so where did the inspiration for all of that come from? So I wouldn't have ever shown artwork to anyone. Um, my brother was the first person that pushed me into showing work. I had a show that he signed up, me up for. I didn't know it was happening at the Dash Inn. Uh, <laughs> he let me know about two weeks before the show that I needed to try and get some work put together to fill this huge space. Oh, and yeah. I don't know if you've been to the Dash, but it's not a few pieces. It's, right. So I panicked and was painting frogs like crazy because <laughs> that's what I painted. Yeah. So my first show ever was at the Dash Inn, um, and I thought it would end there. I really wasn't expecting anything else. I thought, well, this is fun. I get to show off my hobby a little bit. And uh, I was getting a piece scanned because I was told by several other artists who've been mentors to me that mm-hmm. I needed to make sure that I had some documentation of my work if it sold. Okay. So I was having some pieces scanned at a local print shop, and Terry Ratliff, who was another local artist, walked in and saw a piece of mine sitting on the scanner and wanted to know who'd done it. And they didn't know at the print shop, really. They're like, I don't know, some girl brought it by. <laughs> but uh, Terry uh, hooked me up with a gallery owner here in Fort Wayne at Northside Galleries, Charlie mm-hmm. Schirmeyer. And uh, Charlie immediately started showing my work and selling my work for me. And it really has spiraled from that. So I, I wouldn't be where I am without the arts community here that was supportive, without the Dash In that showed local art, and my brother, who's a stinker, and, <laughs> and Charlie and Terry, who believed in me when I had no idea that I was making something worth looking at. So, no, it was, it's, it was a good feeling, and it was great that I had so many people backing me to get me to where I am. Right. And we were kind of talking even before we started recording that – Fort Wayne just has a really great art scene and a very supportive community. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's getting to be even better every year. So I'm very excited to watch Fort Wayne blossom. Yeah. So how long ago was that opening at the Dash Inn? So my Dash Inn opening was in September of 2013. So not crazy long ago. No. Uh, so I started really slowly at first. So I had my foot in the door at a gallery. I was still working full-time either at the deck or I also do paralegal work. So I was working as a paralegal at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was painting, but not in a way where I was trying to mass produce or get things out the door because I was selling really quickly. I was holding on to a lot. (laughs) So I uh, basically didn't see a huge pickup in what I was doing until the end of 2014. I had done a full summer of festival shows just the outdoor booth setups. Mm -hmm. Um, They were all over. So they were downtown Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Michigan. I traveled a little bit. And I started to get some momentum and some following where people around Christmas time wanted to contact me to get a piece of art. Mm -hmm. And I was still at that point definitely not paying bills with art. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't until probably mid-2015 where I realized I'm making more money doing artwork than I am working these other jobs that I'm working. So I had that moment where you realize, like, I don't need to be doing paralegal work. I love what I'm doing here, but I don't have to. And it was kind of a cool thing, but scary at the same time because the other is so much more reliable. Mm -hmm. You're always going to get that paycheck. Right. And art's a little bit more unpredictable. You don't always know. So I took baby steps and got 
well, it may be leaps if you look at a lot of artists. That don't <laughs> jump. But but I jumped in and uh, and I don't regret it. Like it's been working well. I have this gallery space and I'm doing commissions. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great to hear that you love what you do and that you have the capacity to do what you love to mm-hmm. do. That is something. <laughs> yeah. How long have you had the gallery at City Exchange? Yeah, they opened not too long ago. Uh, they opened about six months ago. And at the time, I don't know that they were sure if uh, Art Gallery was what they were going for. I contacted them last, late last year and asked if they had any spaces available. And they still had a space in a really good location, which is mm-hmm. right when you walk in. And I came and I looked at it, and uh, in in true style, I leapt at the opportunity without maybe thinking all the way through. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't regret it. And uh, I started there in January, at the end of January, mm-hmm. and uh, I had my grand opening in February. So have not been there very long. I actually am going to end my lease in May because I already had summer festivals okay. scheduled, and I'll be going out to Colorado this summer for July and August. I'll be out of the state. Oh, fun. So I did talk with them, though, and upon return, I may be coming back into that space again to continue the almost like a winter gallery will be seasonal yeah. for me so I can create and meet clients and have my parties and stuff right. in that space and then uh, leave during the summer to do my usual tours around the U.S. So That's fantastic. So you create in the space at the mm-hmm. City Exchange yep. as well. I'm painting there and um, anytime during lunch people can come by and watch me do my thing so yeah and so people can go to the city exchange you can find alex's work you can shop for clothes Mm -hmm. and then you can also get lunch Mm because isn't there a juicery yep there's a juicery there and she does sell sandwiches and salads and things like that and get fresh farms is also located there and they sell your basil and lettuce and anything else you might want to just kind of mix a quick salad together too Okay, listeners, so do that before May. And then if you forget to do it before May, then do that this fall. (laughs) You had a pretty neat reception at Jennifer Ford Art last fall titled Alex Through the Looking Glass. Mm -hmm. What was it like to fill that amazing space over there and collaborate with sculpture artist Alex Mendez for the event? Okay, so I had had, uh, I'd been friends with Alex Mendez for a while. I'm friends with his brother, Greg Mendez, Mm -hmm. who is a sculptor in Decatur. And Alex is was up and coming at the time. He family now of does sculptors? Yes, they're a family <laughs> of sculptors. Uh, and they do steel sculpture, and mostly cool. a lot of their pieces are public art, and they end up outside of the courthouse and things like that. So Alex was kind of looking for projects. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot lined up, and I had this vision of doing something different than just a canvas piece. Mm. And so I put together this mock-up, basically, of a twisted guitar, similar to my abstract guitar paintings, but it would be this huge metal piece. And I did not anticipate it being as big as it became, but we got out to the studio space where he was going to be basically cutting and putting together this guitar. And I started to trace it out on the on the cement floor of the studio. And I traced it huge the first time. I drew out this huge thing, and it looked really cool. And we both stared at each other and were like, <laughs> how do you think it's okay if it's this big? And we kind of thought about it for about five seconds, and the answer was just, yes, let's just do it. Oh, man. So we ended up with this 16-foot guitar piece that you hang on a wall, and uh, he did all of the, obviously, he did all the metal cutting and Mm -hmm. cut out the template, and then he did a really cool twisted neck uh, following the design, and then I came back and painted it. 
So that was my first big collaboration with a metal sculptor, mm-hmm. and we thought it went pretty well. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, we're putting, we're gonna try and put it into Art Prize in Grand Rapids this summer. We also may be putting it into Wunder Kamer. Oh, so wow. yeah, so we have that guitar piece still, but it's definitely it was good. And then everything else at Jennifer Ford's, they had basically just started the gallery. Mm-hmm. So it was a new idea on the north side. It was a different to try and bring the arts which was always so focused downtown, mm-hmm. all the way up to Carroll Road. It right. was a really big leap. But uh, really, overall, we had such a great, great um, amount of people there. Um, people seem to really like the space, which is, it's a nice space. Mm-hmm. It, it makes your art look like you're in a Chicago. Or <laughs> uh, so it was just an overall wonderful experience. And I know that every show they've had since has just been amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what they're doing on the North End. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, Jennifer truly does have an amazing space over there. I was lucky enough to be in an opening myself a few weeks ago called The Wolf and the Raven, and it was so unique. We did music and dancing along with showcasing the work of Frank Lewis Allen, and it was so fun, and hopefully I'll get to do something like that over there again. No, it's a it's a full experience, and that's what uh, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's what art should be. It's right. just a moment where it's just everyone together experiencing something really amazing. Mm-hmm. So. And engaging all of your senses. Mm-hmm. What does having your own gallery in the City Exchange mean to you on a personal level? Uh, it has, so, twofold. I guess the first thing is I was interested in having my own gallery space because I liked the idea of being able to have a party or have an opening or bring in invite other artists and experience that business side of it Mm -hmm. and see also if it was a feasible thing in downtown Fort Wayne yet to financially have a gallery and survive. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not always, galleries don't like rake in the dough. Uh, (laughs) Really? Traditionally known, (laughs) you sit on art for a long time. Uh, So this was more so, I know Fort Wayne's there. It's on this precipice Mm -hmm. of really jumping, accepting art, local art in particular, and uh, I just wanted to see how feasible it was for me to possibly buy a building downtown mm-hmm. and possibly have a Wunderkamer-esque style space right. for artists. Right now, I think what I've experienced is all good. I realized during the week there's not a whole lot of shopping traffic, Yeah, mostly because that's not what people think when they're going to go walk around and shop. They're still yeah. going to their Jefferson Points. They're still going to Glenbrook, which is normal. Yeah. Uh, but as the downtown momentum increases, as the weather gets a little bit better, I think that we're going to start to see that shopping downtown is more and more acceptable, and that location is ideal for what it is that I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think that it it proves something. Having a gallery there proves something, not only for me, but for other local artists. Right. So it sounds like you've been in Fort Wayne your whole life. Your family is obviously in Fort Wayne. But why stay in Fort Wayne? So I haven't been here my whole life. Oh. (laughs) I know. Uh, Funny story there. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I did go to high school here. I went to Bishop Dwinger High uh-huh. School. And then when I graduated, I went to University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, I transferred down to IU Bloomington. Mm-hmm. I was there for about a year and a half before I went abroad. Mm-hmm. And I studied in the Czech Republic in Prague. I was there for a semester. And then I was in Russia in St. Petersburg. One of my majors is uh, Slavic languages and literature. Oh, wow. So I was over there learning Russian and speaking the language and (laughs) studying politics. 
uh, which none of it has, I mean, there's a lot of arts there, don't get me wrong. Right. (laughs) But uh, I didn't come back and really use any of that (laughs) to create my artwork. But uh, when I did finally come back, I ended up back in Bloomington to do uh, my senior year. And then that was the year I took off and came back to Fort Wayne and thought, you know, after I finish senior year, I'll I'll take my year off and maybe end up in a grad school program and maybe end up in the State Department. Mm-hmm. I was uh, not sure where I was going to use my Russian in Fort Wayne. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, so it kind of just happened to where I ended up staying because the art thing was happening. Mm-hmm. And as I got more into it and it became a feasible business for me, I have my base here. Uh, it would be harder and harder to leave anymore because mm-hmm. I have a following in a sense and right. a name recognition. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go somewhere else and build that brand all the way up again. And right. so it, it's not, it's not impractical. I think that I would do fine on East or West coast mm-hmm. uh, where there are bigger art communities. Um, but for right now, my family's here and I like Fort Wayne and I like the momentum that I'm feeling here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the people are good people oh, so yes. it's um it's hard to go and not because I feel tied here but because it is it's it's been a good experience here yeah mm-hmm. so later on in the interview I can skip the question of what would you like the audience members to know about you that they wouldn't otherwise know <laughs> I think that uh speaking Russian is going to cover <laughs> yeah, so that one for I think us. I keep that I keep that pretty much on the the down low I don't, <laughs> I don't often tell people that but yeah that's funny what is the hardest thing about what you do I think that what I've experienced as hard is creating when I don't always feel that Mm. that juju that energy that you need to create it's an odd thing to describe what it is that that pushes you when you're really deep into a painting and you've got your headphones in and you didn't realize you just spent 10 hours painting. Oh, wow. And then suddenly you step back and you're like, oh, it's 9 o'clock at night and I've been at this forever. Oh and, and you just kind of, you go to a different place. And it's uh, when you have a deadline and you have something that you have to do because someone wanted a certain type of thing for their home. I love the work still, <laughs> but it is sometimes harder to get into that groove and that place where it comes very naturally and easily. So uh, that would probably be one of the hardest things about this job. And I almost hesitate to call it a job because I, <laughs> I do really, really have fun doing what Aww. I do. So <laughs> You mentioned that you put in headphones sometimes when mm-hmm. you're working. What is your go-to playlist? So my go-to music is really, it's so weird. I listen to <laughs> instrumental music. Okay. So like the theme from Batman, oh, yeah. uh, all of the Hans Zimmer, uh, John Williams, James Horner, uh, Powell, you name it, it's streaming through and yeah. it's so over the top and dramatic. Uh-huh. So if you come into my studio space at home and I've got like this music blaring, it sounds like I'm watching a blockbuster <laughs> movie, <laughs> but it's really just the soundtrack that I really enjoy listening to. I mean, Cloud Atlas is uh, that's what I've been listening to the most lately is the mm-hmm. Cloud Atlas film score. Yeah. So, yeah, things along those lines really get me going. <laughs> that's so funny. Mm-hmm. So uh, you think that maybe the dramatic music helps you exude those feelings into your Yeah, work. I think it, it gets me to that place faster. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I It's always it is fun. The colors are dramatic. The work's a little bit off the wall. So mm-hmm. I think dramatic music probably only feeds into it 
better than something else. And the uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if I'm in a different kind of a mood, I listen to very melancholy, quiet music. Uh, if you've heard of the National, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a slow, uh, melodic kind of a, a sound. So yeah. that's something that I will also listen to. So it's either or, but really I don't listen to anything else. Oh, I think. yeah. Yeah. How can we find you on social media? So I'm all over social media. I realize that free advertising is the best advertising. True. <laughs> it's wonderful. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram account is actually Hall Alexandra because mm -hmm. Alexandra Hall was taken. Ugh. You just inverse it. Uh, and then on Facebook, I'm Art by Alexandra Hall. On my website, I'm Alexandra RT, so alexandraart.tripod.com. Okay. Uh, I am also on Twitter under tgray underscore Alexandra because everything under the moon was taken. And <laughs> uh, my nickname when I was little was Tiger. Oh, and nice. so this is actually the Spanish because Tiger Alexander was taken. Oh, so so, so T-Gray Alexander. Yeah, so uh, I was just I was late to the game on Twitter, so I didn't get the good <laughs> name. But otherwise, the other ones at least make a little sense. And then I'm also on Etsy. It's uh, Alexandra Art Hall with just the one A. So Alexandra R.T. Hall. Great. Mm -hmm. Do you have any upcoming events in April or more this spring? And I know that you've got some festivals that we can check mm -hmm. out. How can we find you besides at the City Exchange? Yeah, so we're actually going to have a really cool event in downtown Fort Wayne that it's just been released. Uh, it's with ArtLink, and it's an art crawl, and it's oh, happening fun. on the 14th. And there are tickets. You have to buy tickets to this one. It's uh, with ArtLink. And it's a speakeasy concept. So basically what we've done is there are seven buildings in Fort Wayne that you may or may not have ever had access to, like uh, the old Journal Gazette building. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we have in each of the spaces is an artist, uh, a musician, or a band, and then a food vendor that has a cash bar. So this is a 21 and older event. Mm -hmm. And basically what it is is you get your passport, in a sense, mm -hmm. from ArtLink after you've bought your ticket, and all within basically a three-block radius you're walking to these different locations to either see the artist or the band or both mm -hmm. uh, and check out the food. They're giving out free appetizers from most of the vendors. Uh, so you've got like Halls and Dashin, I believe, JK's, uh, Soda. So the usual food yeah. vendors. Um, but it's supposed to be really exciting. And one of the locations is the City Exchange. Perfect. So I will be there. We will have another artist there who has most of the space taken up with his work. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the band that's going to be at the City Exchange will be James and the Drifters. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so yeah, I'm great. a big fan of that. Yeah. So very I'm very good. excited about that. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's going to be on the 14th, which of is April. April. And that's a Thursday evening. Okay. So uh, it's kind of different because it's a Thursday night, but it will wrap up at 9 o'clock at night. So you're not staying up too crazy late. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a really neat thing. It's the first time they're done doing this festival. So we're going to see how it goes, but uh, I've heard only good things coming back when uh, we talk to just about anybody about it, and we've had a lot of ticket sales already at this point. So And you can get your tickets at ArtLink. At ArtLink. So just ArtLink's website, there's a link to it. Uh, it's a speakeasy art crawl. How fun. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> the other and the other events that I have coming up, I will have, although I don't have a date set yet, at the end of May before I leave for my summer of fun, doing <laughs> festivals and all these different places, I will have a closing party in a sense that'll be like a end of spring party for my gallery. And that'll be at the City Exchange. And okay. there'll be more information about that on all my social media outlets. And I always uh, send out little Facebook notifications and stuff if you follow me and have an event. So uh, that's one other event. And then otherwise, most of my summer festivals are out of the state. I may have one in Indy, but I'm waiting to hear back on the Broad Ripple Art Fair, which is down at Broad Ripple in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And then my other summer festival that would be nearer to here, because um, I'm not sure if I'm doing Covington yet. They, oh, okay. they haven't like let us know if we're in yet. Uh, but the other one, that's near, yes, the other one that I know for sure I'm doing is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is a beautiful area, but it is about a three-hour drive. Right. Mm -hmm. So well, that's yeah, exciting. That's, that's the nearest ones. Otherwise, it's all over the place. So yeah. Colorado, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be here soon enough. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today, and I'm really glad to get to know you. I mean, I've seen you on social media and then it was a little bit of divine intervention that I got a hold of you this week. Yeah. And so I'm very excited that that opportunity came my way and I hope the listeners really enjoyed getting to know you as well and that they'll come check you out. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I love Alexander's story about how she was inspired to open her gallery in City Exchange from a local artist, Terry Ratliff. And I really hope that my listeners out there are actually getting a little bit of inspiration here and there from listening to these podcasts twice a month. And I want to leave you, as usual, with some food for thought. This is a quote by Andy Warhol. Art is anything you can get away with. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. That's a wrap. See you again,